This is Crazy Careers to Consider. I'm Zen, and if you were looking for Meet Us in Paris, you're in the wrong place. That's the other podcast I host. Anyways, I am here today with Tim in our secret underground recording room deep in the center of beautiful Irvine, California. Man, this is hi, this is Tim. That was a terrible shameless plug for yourself, man. <laughs> Back on task. This is the podcast that features unusual careers for the right individual. Today we've got a good one, an ethical hacker, all the, otherwise known as a white hat hacker. And if you thought all hackers were bad, you would be wrong. Find out more about this lucrative career after our sponsor break. Help! I Need a New Career Podcast is sponsored by the University of California, Irvine, Division of Continuing Education, a U.S. News Top 10 Public University. Do you have a career goal? With over 60 certificates, we've helped over a quarter million students achieve theirs, and we can help you achieve yours too. To learn more, you can find us at ce.uci.edu forward slash DCE. And once again, ce.uci.edu forward slash DCE. Dream big. Take risks. Be amazing. So before we begin, we should talk about what a hacker is. I think that might make sense. I think most people have heard the term, but I don't know if everyone knows exactly what it is. Uh, A hacker is a person who uses computers to gain unauthorized access to data or more colloquially, colloquially, uh, someone who breaks into computers. Yeah. That's a nice way of putting it, right? Yeah. Um, I mean, so you probably heard about these guys in the movies. They're either the bad guy in the basement wearing a hoodie. They're always the bad guy mm-hmm. in the basement wearing a hoodie. Or <laughs> um, they're always trying to steal your information or they're tr- doing something and stealing a million dollars from a bank. <laughs> That's, yeah, pretty much. Or they're the guy who's in the van uh, remotely opening doors for Ethan Hunt and all of those imp- Mission Impossible movies. Yeah, that's Ving, uh, Ving Raves. It <laughs> 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 who plays Luther Stickwell, and Luther's awesome. So <laughs> yes. yeah, I, love, I, I love those guys in the vans. I've always yeah. wanted to be one of those guys in the vans. Yeah, it's like they always seem so stressed out, but I'm like, it looks so cool in there. And like, it's like the, you always hear him, it's like, I want to go in the field. <laughs> you know, it's like, I want to go in the field. <laughs> so, so, you're talking about these guys from the movies, right? So uh, Luther from Mission Impossible, he was a good guy, and he's what would be known as a white hacker. Right. A guy who hacks for the greater good. Right. And the guy who is in the hoodie in the basement <clears throat> is what they would call a black hat um, black hat hacker. Mm-hmm. It's kind of like the cowboy, old cowboy movies where the guy with a black hat is the bad guy. The guy with a white hat is the good guy. And that's what the differentiation right. between the two. Hackers are all people trying to break into computers. Right. So, but in... Um, in the real world, your job, if you were interested in this type of job, your job as a white hat hacker would be probably a little bit less exciting. And so I'll give you kind of an example. Right now, if uh, Apple Computer has some, uh, they have a bug bounty. Mm-hmm. So what Apple is well known is for the security of their phones. And what they do is they actually have all these phones and they will hand them out to hackers. And they try, they try to get these hackers. Mm-hmm. Anyone who can break into this phone, I will give you a certain amount. I will give you. It's it's like a bounty. Mm-hmm. Um, if you can break into the phone, I will pay you to show me how you broke into the phone so I can patch it so no one else can break <clears> into <throat> it. And some of those bounties, like a, one of the bounties they have was for $100,000 if you can break into the Jeez. phone. 
That's the low-end one. There are some for the iPhone that are over a million dollars for a hacker to find the exploit and break into the phone. So, you know, if you're a hacker and you're really good, and sometimes you're going to get it, and only one person mm-hmm. wins. This is like, this is a one, some people work in teams, obviously. But <coughs> the thing is that you can make a very, very good living at this if you yep. find the right jobs and if you're skillful. So one of the things that's crazy about this job, too, is that you don't, it doesn't necessarily there's no you don't have to have a, a certain background for it mm-hmm. because it could be one of those things you could be an excellent hacker and be a school teacher mm-hmm. <laughs> or a lawyer you know it's just like your hobby that you do on the side right right um, but you have to be an excellent problem solver that's yes. that's the biggest I mean obviously you have to know your way around computers and systems and and firewalls and all these other things but you have to be a good problem solver and one of the ways to become a, a good white hat hacker mm-hmm. is to actually think like a black hat hacker. That's what they say. A lot of like FBI agents or, or cops, the ones that are really good are detectives mm-hmm. are the ones who can put themselves in the shoe of the bad guy, quote unquote. I think that was a movie. It's like, there's, Oh, you have, they go do a, a psychological profile mm-hmm. and cops like, you have a profile of a, of a, a thief. And that's why he's you know, so good at his job. And that's why they're so good at their job. Yeah. <laughs> but that's, that, that probably rings true here because what you were just talking about, Zan, if some, if, if Apple's paying people, to break into their phone that inherently is something in the real world that a black hat hacker would do mm-hmm. so you're you're paying someone to think like them how would they how would they actually go about hacking this right um and and that's part of it so you have to have, you have to be just excellent at solving problems and have a really um have a need to do that right as as part of what you would what would be what would be required to become a white hat hacker and, and I'll give you a couple examples of how this could affect you on a day-to-day basis. So there actually has been white hat hackers who um, who have found exploits in software. And here's a few of them beyond oh, Apple. They found one in Apple software not too long ago. But, for example, another one was they were actually able to hack into a Jeep, a car, and because they have so many computers, they were actually able to get into Jeep. And I believe some of them <clears> were <throat> able to make them not start, you know, and or start them up or lock the doors and not let people access their own cars. Other things that have been um, found was, you, if you're familiar, there's um, Nest security cameras mm-hmm. that hackers were able to get into other um, people who own ha- um, security cameras mm-hmm. in their house. Hackers were able to see what you were doing in your house or whatever, wherever you had these security cameras. Um, the last one is um, there's something called a Medtronic heart implant. And um, these heart implants help you keep your, I believe, keep your heartbeat steady. And hackers found out, so these things can be programmed. So once they're implanted in the body, how do you program it? You don't want to cut the person open and and take Mm -hmm. it out. So they have these kind of, um, essentially, for lack of better terms, it's like almost like a Wi-Fi system that you can wirelessly Mm -hmm. communicate these to these things and then upgrade the software. Well, the hackers found out there was vulnerabilities in these um, implanted devices and you could actually turn, I think, turn them off or change the settings. You wouldn't even have to be near them like 20 feet away and modify these things in people's bodies. So it becomes a life and death situation. And so white hat hackers are, um, are trying to prevent these things from happening, bad things from happening. It's so, I mean, it's, it's crazy too. I mean, I mean, think about how many things as technology progresses, 
um, as computers, you know, for, for a long time, computers have always been a part of airplanes, aerospace, and things like that. Mm-hmm. But they've obviously increasingly become more and more part of our lives. And the next, one of the next phases of that that's that's going to hit mass population is cars. You talked about Jeeps, mm-hmm. self-driving I, I, cars. I guarantee oh, yeah. you, Tesla, right, mm-hmm. as a company, employs white hackers, white hat hackers, because it's it's. I mean, if you're ever in a Tesla, the entire thing is like a computer, right? You know, not, not there's nothing that doesn't function without that central yeah. uh, screen in there. And I mean, it, I mean, if someone could hack that, they could make cars go do bananas, go do anything, you know. And I think that's um, it's probably a big part of their business. And you'll see other businesses as they as they grow in uh, in that kind of a space, they have to employ white hat hackers, right? So I think. You know, as far as job prospects go, mm-hmm. um, there's going to be a lot of companies that do require someone with some expertise or knowledge, even at like the basis levels. But when you do get to companies like we're talking about, like Apple, Teslas, the Jeeps of the world, like they're going to require, uh, you know, heart monitors. They're going to require a lot more right. of this. And there's two types of jobs from what I see. <clears throat> um, there's jobs essentially where you are employed by a company. So they have software and your job is to sit in a room and essentially you keep on um you keep on testing that software to make sure that it is secure, that other people can't break into it and modify it. But then there's also people who are self-employed who essentially all they do is they do bounty work is essentially they look out, see all these, Hey, can you break into this? If you can break into this, I'm going to pay you $5,000. I'm going to pay you $10,000. And so they take individual jobs trying to um, find exploits in other people's software, Mm -hmm. but they're, uh, they're self-employed essentially. So you're like the good guy in the basement with the hood on. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Eating burritos. Unless you want to sit in a van and do it. You can do it in a van. You can do it in a van. But but it's it's, it's just – it's a really cool job. I mean, I think it's one of those things where it's very, very important. And I think it's almost like this battle, right? You can think of it as a battle. There's always going to be people trying to hack into systems, into um, uh, security systems. Um, And then this is the other side of it trying to oppose it. Right. So – you know, Zen, you mentioned the two different kinds of jobs, like the the, the ones that are employed by companies, <laughs> ones that are self-employed. Do you, what what's the pay look like for um, these types of uh, these types of people? I wrote this down. Um, the numbers I saw, it, of course, if you're doing bounties, it's, it's all over the place. Mm-hmm. I mean, if you can get that million dollar bounty from Apple, it's it's a million dollars a year. If you can do one every year, one a year. Um, <laughs> There's your benchmark. <laughs> unlikely. <laughs> However, if you're employed internally, I. What did you see? I saw it was somewhere like in the 70s to 100. Yeah, did it's like, it's like 70, 70 to 100. That's yeah. what I saw too. 70, like if you're um, consistently mm-hmm. employed internally, um, <clears throat> you know, with your 401k and your mm-hmm. um, healthcare, that's what you'll probably make. Right. But then you're a hacker, which is so cool. Yeah. So it doesn't matter. You know, it's just you're, you're a hacker. But but I think the cool thing about this is it just like there's, there's, a, there's a few other jobs out there like this, or actually it's quite a few, where – you can do your job, your nine to five job, and then take on extra work outside of that. So you could almost do the combo role here, right? which is my, my Monday to Friday or Monday to Sunday, if it's like, you know, probably it is with these guys, um, my job that I work at within a company, but mm-hmm. I can also freelance on the side and do stuff like that. Right. Um, but I, I'm, I'm guaranteeing it's probably not like it is in the movie. So if you're a black hat hacker, I, I guess your opportunities of like a company calling you up and be like, do you want to work for us now rather than go to jail? I don't, I don't, I don't think you should go that route. <laughs> <laughs> well, and actually that's how some famous, ha- um, white hat hackers started right. out. Um, was it Kevin Mitnick, Mitnick, um, in, I feel like it was like in the nineties or two thousands or so. He, he actually packed into a bunch of things, mm-hmm. got caught, 
um, ended up in jail for five years. And when he came out of jail, I, he must have had an awakening. It's like, uh, I could keep on going back to jail or mm-hmm. I could do something else. And then he found out that if you became – if he did white hat hacking, mm-hmm. he could make a good living and do things legally. So he actually has uh, – I believe it's a cybersecurity mm-hmm. firm that will help you if you have an organization that has computers to prevent people from breaking into <clears throat> your computer systems. Hmm. So it's strange because you see these people who start on the black side and mm-hmm. end up on the white side i i haven't heard about the opposite direction but <laughs> if this is the movies it could happen if it is the movies you could like someone could be like wow this guy's a really good white hat hacker or a double agent <laughs> double agent double agent playing both sides but but it's a you know it's an interesting job if you think about it i know we're kind of having this discussion on on the the legal ramifications of being a black hat hacker but a lot of these a lot of these individuals are just very very interested in, in solving problems puzzle yeah. solving so kind of take it in a sense where like like you said the guy who uh, went to jail um kind of having an awakening while he was in jail it could be one of those things where you just like the process so much mm-hmm. of solving a puzzle it's like might as well do it where i'm not constantly looking over my shoulder right and i'm doing good i think i think for a lot of these people from when i could tell it's an intellectual exercise <clears throat> the thing is that they they like programming they like but it's it's a puzzle like tim is saying that mm-hmm. we, Here's a computer program. How do I break it? And that's what they're trying to figure out. Or how do I exploit it? Or how to? And it's rewarding to them that they there's that they are able to think in certain ways that they can get around systems. Right. Um, and there was actually a funny story that I read about one hacker who worked for a cable company, and they put him in a room with a couple other people, and they had two televisions playing. You know, one was playing a like a Disney, and then playing. Um, like R-rated films on the other one. Mm-hmm. And then they had the computer uh, company servers. And they were, all they did was hack that server until one day they were able to hack into the own, their own company, into that area. <laughs> and then they were able to put the R film on the children's channel. And, oh, man. And so they brought it up to the executives and they go, oh, well, that's simple. All we had to do is just do this little piece of software and we're done. And they said, no, here's the problem is... <coughs> When we had, we called in and asked someone to solve that problem on our cable box, the technician logged into our cable box and we were connected to the cable box and Mm -hmm. we were able to see his password. (coughs) That's so crazy. The technician from the company. And then from that, they were able to break into the um, cable company's main servers and get customers' information. So um, there's many levels of the hacking, and they they just find it as a challenge. Mm-hmm. So, and and a lot of these jobs are are posted under the umbrella of cybersecurity. Mm-hmm. Yes. So that that's more of a, um, uh, I guess, more broadly known term, right? Cybersecurity. Yeah. But you'll probably see it if you're doing a job. If they actually do post it online, it might have to do more with cybersecurity, with the actual uh, details of the job kind of right. in the meat of the job description itself. Some might call it a professional white hat, white hat hacker, mm-hmm. but a lot of times you'll find it in cybersecurity. Right. And then obviously, if you want to get into the field, uh, before we wrap this up, if you want to get into the field, obviously knowing how to program computers, knowing lots mm-hmm. of different computer programs, um, also understanding um, actually human nature because 
um, people, lots of these things are exploited. It's like, oh, the passwords are always the name of the person's cat or whatever. Right. Um, so it's a little bit of all that. Um, if you have more interest, um, I will put in a shameless plug. The shameless plug is that we at University of California, Irvine, Division of Continuing Education, do offer a cybersecurity course, which is a great overview of this field. And you can start, use that as a jumping off point to get into the field. So <clears throat> I think that's about all the time we have for this podcast. Yeah, I just have one more. Oh yeah, one more thing. So this when we when when you brought this one up for mm-hmm. us to do uh, to cover it, my my initial thought, and this this whole thing just freaks me out. I don't know why. Mm-hmm. Like I, I I was born in the age of computers, but just hackers freak me out. And the thing I thought of was Ghost in the Shell. <laughs> <laughs> and I'm like, that's when it just gets out of hand. And when you start having people called the Puppet Master. I was thinking um, uh, that's Hackers, how, but, the no, movie that's, with Angelina Jolie. That's right. But you, but when you started talking about um, uh, pacemakers or like heart mm-hmm. implants, I started thinking about Ghost in the Shell because that's literally at the point. And we're sorry, everyone, we're getting way off topic. But that's when it's in the future. Everyone has so many computer-based implants. That people that can get into your brain. They're hacking these networks and making people do things. It's crazy. Don't be that person. Be a white hat hacker. Yeah. <laughs> And don't steal other people's identities. Yes. So. Yeah. All right. (laughs) (laughs) So I guess that's all the time we have for this episode. Um, If you enjoyed our show, we'd love it if you give us five stars in Google's uh, Google Play or iTunes and increase our rankings so other people can find us too. Thank you for tuning in, and we hope you'll come back and hear us again real soon. Bye. Goodbye. Goodbye.